Welcome in, everybody, to the Creed of Crypto podcast, where we provide immersive, essential, and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor. How are you doing? I am one half of your hosts, Broke Boy Crypto. We've got some interesting things to talk about tonight because that's right, Jerome Powell and the Fed did stick to their guns and uh, what most of us did think they were going to do and went with the 75-point rate hike once again today. And we'll get into that and a couple of Jerome Powell's comments. But before that, I've got my co-host, of course, with me live on the air, streaming as well, Crypto Ewok. Ewok, the beard looking majestic as always. Yeah. How are you feeling tonight? Doing okay. Doing okay. I was a little, um, uh, not a, I wouldn't say upset, but I thought it would be a little bit lower uh, on the increase today. Uh, predicted 50 points, but 75. You know, what are you going to do? I, 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 I just don't know. These guys keep pushing it. What kind of catastrophic waterfall will come of it down the road? Um, you know, as we know, these things don't take effect overnight. The things that they're doing now take months to play out. Um, and I, I just, I, I, it's not looking good. <laughs> There's a lot of things yeah. just that are kind of worrisome. You know, it's, it's kind of scary when you sit back and you think about the possibility of what's to come you know especially if they just keep going with it you know the, the the un has already pleaded with them to to slow it down a little bit because it's affecting everything globally um and they're not showing any signs of of slowing down so we'll, we'll have to see how this plays out yeah they are not um yeah and that was an interesting thing is people were wondering if Powell would still mean business and um would they go back on their word kind of and I mean, nobody really thought, and I'll, I'll just pre I'll kind of just say this before we get into anything else, but we're recording this Wednesday night, November the 2nd. Uh, Bitcoin is just holding on over 20K right now. It's 20. I have 21.56 right now. And Ethereum is just over 1,500 at the moment. Um, but yeah, it was interesting because really nobody thought that they would be super aggressive this time around as far as, you know, the barometer that we've already set. Nobody really thought they would do something outrageous, like a hundred basis points or anything. But yeah, Ewok, you said just a couple of weeks ago that you were thinking they would start hedging their bets and go back to just 50. I saw a few other people saying that there was probably a good 10 to 20%, I would say of the, the market was expecting something less than 75. So the fact that we get it again, I said it last week. And I think you said the same is we thought that we would start to get short-term bullish price action if it was anything 75 and under of course under um and we still may i mean this is we're only about six hours out or so from the announcement but we did see an initial charge up right after the news but I, this is just my guess but I, I think that it sounded like jerome powell sounded even extra hawkish in his actual interview and uh, press conference thereafter so we've seen the market slightly dip since then i mean it's nothing outrageous we're only about 500 or so down for BTC since that time, but we are seeing a dip on the day here. So what do you make of this? And and do you think that maybe, do you think we still get short-term bullish price action maybe throughout um, the next couple of weeks in November? Or what do you think? Because the thesis that we've been laying out is that we really thought, we've been saying this all years, we thought November would kind of be the ending of this whole thing and maybe get the final biggest drop down this month, maybe after election season. Are you still kind of agreeing with that timeline, or what do you think after this news today? Well, after today, I I, I think it, it's more possible. You know, November could be. It, this could trigger something that you know 
it's got to shake out. We'll see how it plays, but you know, ho- hopefully, I, I, I'm ready for a bottom. I don't care how low it goes. I just want it to be over with. And I know a lot of people are sharing that same sentiment. You know, let's get it over and done with so we can move on. Uh, but you know, if they keep raising rates, how far is it going to go? And and will that cascade down further and further? Um, I don't think the next meeting is until January, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. I yeah, don't know the so, date on that, but yeah, you're right. So um, who knows? Like, I don't know if this is enough to trigger the final, um, you, you know, downturn for the market so that we can end the end the bear market. I, I don't know. Uh, I hope so. I, like I said, I just want it to be over with and uh, move on bigger and better things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm fully in agreement with you. And, and I think a lot of us have felt that way, even if it was kind of a rip off the bandaid thing, kind of like what you're saying, like whatever the rate hikes are that we need, go ahead and do them. Let's get this out of the way. Even if it's 11 K and pray for BTC or whatever it is, let's just get it over with. Um, but you know, it's just been this crazy, weird, slothy, slow crawl from June until now to where so many people, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I've been one of them and I still agree with this opinion, but um, so many people since June have been saying, no, the lows aren't in, we're going lower and all this. And uh, I do still agree with that. But, you know, when you start to get nearly six months out from the June lows, it's only natural to kind of doubt that thesis a little bit. But I'm still of the belief like you be walking. It sounds like that's what you're saying here tonight, that I don't know that we've seen enough of the real world effects of these rate hikes yet. I, I just don't know that we have. And it's just making me wonder if, if it doesn't happen this month or even in December, you always have to change on the fly when it comes to crypto. But I mean, like maybe could we be seeing the lows pushed into 2023 at some point, just based on people's opportunity to react to this. And like you just said, um, unless I'm looking at the wrong thing, it looks like the FOMC meeting in January uh, 2023 is the 31st of January and February 1st. So that's a long ways off. That is a long um, I mean, so there's a couple things that you got to think about. You know, bear markets traditionally have lasted roughly 364 or five days, uh, which is the equivalent of a year, as we know. Uh, but this is the first time that a global recession has been taking place during a bear market. Uh, so, you know, how will it play out? It, it's a it's a good question, and. and you know, how will it change the dynamics of the traditional, you know, four year cycle? Uh, we'll have to kind of wait and see. But I, you know, like you said, though, I still I still see it going further. Uh, we haven't reached max pain yet. Yet It, it feels like it. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You know, the the, the psychology of the market, you know, we, we always try to anticipate where we're at in that cycle. Um, I'll pull it up actually while we're talking about it here because yeah, this I, is, I think yeah, I think yeah. it's a good it's a good thing to share for people that may or may not have ever seen it. Um, but you know, it goes in certain stages. You have you know, it starts off with hope and optimism and belief, and then there's the thrill and euphoria as it goes up to the top, um, and then people kind of comes down a little bit and people get complacent. Uh, drops even further you get anxiety denial panic uh, capitulation is usually um, you know somewhere near the bottom 
and then people start to get angry, which we've seen that a lot, you know, we've seen a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, You get people, you know, and there's, it's going to bring it out even more than, than normal. Uh, but you get the infighting even between a community that's usually so tight, uh, the hex community, for example, you know, you started to see a lot of infighting and just angry responses to stuff. Um, And then it goes on and on and on and it goes into depression. And, you know, you made a a video on your channel earlier that I I watched uh, from today uh, talking about, you know, the depression portion of it. And it's really hard for a lot of people um, to to cope and move on and do their normal things and and stay positive, um, you know, with with life itself, you know, knowing that you're, you know, your whole um portfolio is 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 down a large chunk uh for most people that are that are in the play this game um and even with the traditional markets now um you know they're feeling it too because their 401ks are down you know their savings accounts um are not savings accounts savings account pretty much flat but um you know you know they say show me your closest five friends and i'll show you your future um you know, it's one way to kind of reevaluate things um, and look at who you're spending the majority of your time with. Uh, this can help a little bit by by reevaluating your your friend base and you know try to spend some time with uh, more successful people, more positive people. Um, it will definitely make an impact on 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 your life, um, on your outcomes. Um, you know, and then, you know, we go back up to disbelief where things start to run back up and that's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner or later, uh, which is just a matter of, of sticking it out, um, no matter how hard it is and sometimes how tough it is to, to go through those. You know, there's always things, though, that you can be thankful for. And I know, you know, you look around and, and a lot of people have it worse off than we do. Uh, yeah, know, just because yeah. just because our portfolios are down doesn't mean you don't have something to be quite thankful for and and that you're in a lucky place and um it, it's not too late you you know we're we're here at the right time it's still an early stage of the game i feel um, even though this is my second cycle um right i just i think that you know we're just we've got a lot to be a lot to be thankful for so you can pop that back up actually because i was going to talk i wanted to ask you oh, a couple more sure. things about that yeah sure um and yeah for anybody that's just listening yeah we're looking at this psychology what's it actually called the psychology of a psychology market. of a market cycle yeah 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 so um you've probably if you're listening to this have seen this before it's pretty commonplace especially in crypto just because <coughs> people are usually sure. dealing with the emotions a little bit more and it's funny too like i was thinking about this when you were talking to ewok is like you can see on a like a calendar or something or have the intelligence that like oh okay so crypto cycles work like this and uh you know you're gonna have like 85 percent drawdowns and stuff but wait you know you know what the ultimate um end game might look like and how positive it could be and you can think about that intellectually but when you're actually in the throes of the bear market and you're you know you are still a human and whenever you're letting those things get to you yeah it can be very difficult so i agree with you you have to definitely more now than ever really surround yourself with the best people that you can in your life and we've beat this drum a lot too for good reason and you need to be working on something else at this point you know if you 
are you can't just be looking at the markets every day. That may work a little bit when we're in a bull trend if you're a hodler, because then you can look into like, okay, I'm gonna take profits here, and then when we get a dip, I'm gonna put it back in here. If you're listening to this, you probably aren't shorting this market because this is more of an investment focused podcast. We're not talking about you know short term and uh, you know trading and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it can be okay to for lack of a better term, sit on your hands a little bit in a bull market because there might be more action for you. But right now, th there's not a lot other than maybe if you're just DCAing or something like that. So it's good to be working on something else. Are you able to zoom this in at all? Because I just, I, for one, have a full mm -hmm. screen. I can't see it too well. And I just wonder if if other people can. But I, I, I wanted to, there you go. That was a little bit, but it was still good. Um, yeah, it's not bad. About as big um, as I can get it. That's okay. So- you are alluding to this before we went on the air, but where do you think we are specifically right now? Like, and you mentioned it, like anger has definitely been there. Anger has been there for months now. Um, not only in like little ecosystems, but just, I think on the whole in crypto, right. we have had that, but where do you think we are right now? I think we're, can you see my mouse? Yeah. I think we're right in here. I think we're a little bit past the anger stage. Um, I think this last pump may have been this, I didn't think it would go too far. Um, you know, there were comments. I think you might have mentioned going to like 24, 25K Bitcoin. I thought that was a little right. much. I didn't think it would go that high. Um, and I think we're probably starting to come back down. So I think we've got this yet to go. Um, you know, as for as far as time goes, I don't know how long that'll take to get there. Uh, but, you know, right here being your actual bottom could play out. You know, I think we're right in here somewhere i think you're right yeah and uh ewok's basically referring to so you've got the anger phase uh th this chart happens to show like a little bounce up after that which we could either be could have been in the middle of over this last week heck we could even be in it um the next couple weeks i mean you, you could even get that but yeah. yeah i agree with you i i don't think we're quite to that depression i mean certain people are certainly depressed but yeah. uh yeah, I think it has been more angry has been the sentiment. There hasn't really been, like, you're not getting many crypto people, even if they're the fly-by-night type ones, um, saying that this is the end of crypto. You know what I mean? It, right. It's more like, there, there's still, you know, it, and this is also because of the fact that we're in, you know, like the 14th year of Bitcoin now at this point. But, like, there's still a lot of people out there that are like, this is the way it works. There's no reason to panic. You know, so you have more voices of reason now than ever, which I think yep. is because of the the how long the market's been around, even though it's not been long. But also, um, I don't know what my other point really was there. <laughs> like just just the fact that you see more of that, and it it makes me wonder: like, is it just because the market has been around as long as it has now, or um, are those people just wrong or with denial, or what do you think that is? Because I am seeing more of that now. Well. Yeah, I think there's more people that have been here before. Um, uh, will that affect it, though? You know, it's it's kind of weird how, how this all plays out. You know, there were so many people that were calling for the bottom. And, you know, we talked about this before, too, that, <clears throat> excuse me, when, when things like that happen, you tend to go the contrarian route and go against them. Um, but because we are having a lot more experience in the markets, things like that, you know, you start to get to 
realize that people, some people know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I've often wondered, will, will that change uh, the outcome? You know, people knowing that, people playing right. it, um, or are there still enough newbies in in that will affect it to go down even further? You know, it's it's all going to be a wait and see kind of thing, I guess. That is an interesting take. Yeah, like I said, you know, just that we do have so many people that have been through the market before, and could that, you know, we've also talked about the fact that you kind of had that double top with Bitcoin in the bull market last year. And could we just be looking at kind of a double bottom thing and maybe it doesn't dip quite as low as we feel? And these are all reasons because we don't know the answer to this. This is these are all reasons that, you know, um, setting limit orders or having a DCA plan of some type is important, because if you are somebody and I was suffering from this back in the summer, I was suffering of from the um, uh, I want to time the exact bottom and I'm going to save up all this dry powder and I'm just going to nail it. And you just realize like that, that sounds all well and good, but it's like the Mike Tyson thing. Like everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. And it's like right. in June, I remember specifically, I, I will probably never forget. I remember the day in June specifically whenever, you know, everything was burning down. I think Terra Luna had already happened, but then, then we were on to like all the scam platforms, you know, falling too. And I remember ETH. I mean, there was a whole day that you could have bought 850 to $900 ETH. I remember yeah. it. Yep. And I didn't pull the trigger because I was of everybody at that time. Oh, we're going to $600 ETH and that's what's coming and everything. And I, I'm not beating myself up over it, but I didn't pull the trigger. And it seems so ridiculous now. Like right now, obviously in hindsight, it's like, what were you? I mean, there was like giant red candles. What were you doing? But like the sky was just falling at that time. So it was so much harder to pull the trigger, I think yeah. that, that just sharing my own experience. That's what happened to me at the time. Now it didn't cause me to FOMO. I didn't do anything dumb on the pumps or anything. I just kind of casually started a DCO over the course of the rest of the summer. And now here in the fall, and we're, we may even have another better opportunity ahead, but I, yeah. I, I don't, and I think we do. Yeah. I think we do. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Cause you've probably faced that in the past yourself being through two um, big time bear cycles as well. Like that idea that, you want to buy like the nut bottom and you want to make sure that you're in on the ground floor and everything. And just how that is really a figment of your imagination, not something you can necessarily do and how to combat that because it does create FOMO. Having that feeling of perfection does create FOMO because the minute the ETH, as I'm using in this example from June bounces off that $900 and is back up over a thousand again, you're like, Oh shit. Now, okay. I thought I was going to get almost $500 ETH. We're like a two X off that now. And then, you know, and it, then you're, yeah. You don't know what to do. So talk well, about anything you can remember you going through with. That. I took a beating the first bear market that I, you know, went through. Um, I didn't sell at the top, obviously. Um, lost a lot of money on other platforms that I, you know, should have probably not been in. Uh, and, and then yeah, but um, and and you know, several others. There was there was a there was a ton of things out there that were that were paying you know that type of return. Um, but mm -hmm. learned a lesson, um, being that those were all platform based, uh, middlemen central, you, you know, there was an off switch that could just go away. Um, so, you know, you learn a lot of lessons about why hex is special and what the differences are of, of, of that stuff compared to what we have now with, with true DeFi. Um, and, and, you know, I, I remember 
the top, which was, I think it was December 18th, 19th, something like that. And then all of January just started to go down, you know, and then we would see these little pullbacks and the, you know, the suckers rallies and things like that. And that lasted almost all of 2018. Um, yeah. It didn't really bottom out until late um, 2018. Um, and then it pissed around the first several months of the year before things started to trickle back up. So at that point, I was pretty complacent. I was bored, um, yeah. you know, and just kind of took one on the chin uh, and, and kind of frustrated with it. But, you know, I still watched. I still paid attention. Um, I just didn't do a lot of of movement. I, I didn't buy a lot of things. I didn't, you know. Um, I was being extremely, I guess, guarded at that point. I was overly cautious, probably um, just, you know, not knowing what to do and, and how it worked out because I would see these pumps and I would think, oh, well, now's the time I should have, you know, I, I was doing the trading bots as well, thinking, all right, well, I'm not smart enough to do this. Let's let the computer bot do it for me. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, that didn't work out either. When prices are going down, trading bots don't often um make the best moves either um you know those are set to you know scalp a lot of things based on up and down as it goes up and down it'll it'll you, you know it'll sell here it'll buy here it'll sell here it'll buy here and it, you know but when you're going in one direction or another actually this way or this way you know it it doesn't work out that way usually so you know i did um I, I did grow my portfolio coin wise. However, value wise, um, it was still going down. So everything was still going down. But as it turned around, I realized that the things that I had done did profit me some money. You know, uh, while I increased the number of things, even though the value of them was going down, uh, you know, that was a smart play to to do it slowly over the course of you know, buying in incrementally as things would go down. So, you know, you did learn that lesson. I did. I learned that lesson. Um, and, and, you know, now that I know more about the cycles, you know, I'm, I'm rather content to just sit around and wait uh, for it to get to a much lower price and then start dollar costing in at some of those lower levels. So, right. Yeah. And that's a really good perspective to have. I don't think you can really recreate that like you, no. without being through that exact experience. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how a, and a long-term investor in crypto could really recreate that. And, you know, for anybody who wasn't really around at the end of 2017 to see that crazy, you want to talk about a blow off top in December of 2017, like what you just referenced, that's really what that was. It's really hard to put into words how insane that was. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you probably remember better than me, but I do vividly remember because we were in close proximity at the time. Like it was, I felt like it was a few days that it we was. went from, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just not remembering it right, but like around a 10 K or maybe even, but like a two X in a matter of days, which now, which I guess somewhat similar things have happened. But I mean, at that time for Bitcoin, it was very strange. Is that what it was? I feel like it was only a couple of days. You pulling something up here? Okay. I'm gonna take a look at it, and we'll go back yeah. to. So we're looking uh, at the BTC chart here for the podcast yeah. listeners from December of 2017. We'll go to the uh, the weekly chart, 
and it'll give us a, a pretty good idea of, you know, how these weeks looked. And, you know, you've got December 4th, the week of December 4th, as it really rose up. And here's the week of the 11th. And then, boom, you know, it went from nine, almost 20K on this chart. It was close to 20K. You know, within a week, it was all the way down to 10. You know, wow, that candle, I mean, it closed at 14, but that was, you know, that was a 50% drop all within a week. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And there really had never been any support up there. I mean, there's never been in that region before. So it it did kind of make sense. You know, what goes up must come down. And I think a lot of that did have to do with the, with the platforms like the BitConnects and the other ones that were, um, because what they entailed was you buy Bitcoin. You put it on their site. You change it into their coin. Um, so it was a lot of the um, this the buy pressure that just kept it going up, and then it just couldn't sustain it. And then boom, you know, it fell like I said, fifty percent uh, within a week, and then just really started int- to trickle. It's really interesting for people to take heed here too. If you stay on that, I mean, we had this kind of like slow stair step down. It looks like once every few. Uh, well, weeks. Well, these to are months, weekly, basically. Weekly yeah, candles. So, yeah. So um, just the main stair step down trend there. And you can see really how, I mean, then there was a long crawl around 6K and everybody just figured that that was going to be where it was. And then you just see this Boom. giant red. Yep. Yeah. The bottom falls out. Yeah. And, and I feel like we're kind of, for this cycle, I feel like we're in here somewhere. I mean, let's, mm-hmm. if we can look at the the chart, here we go again. You yeah, know, it's just chopping around. We're yeah. due for that boom, that drop down into here. Right. And, you know, if you measure it, that's pretty close to. It's similar. Yeah, it's. It is definitely similar. Um, yeah, because we, we've already had a couple of those stair step downs. And yeah. yeah, we haven't had those giant red candles here since back in. Well, that was obviously May, June. Um yeah, I could see it happening. It would reflect very similarly to what we saw at the end of 2018. Yeah, um, I mean, we're playing around here. You get the you get the pump, comes back down, and then it chops for a little while, and then the, the bottom falls out. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I, obviously cycles don't always repeat, but they usually rhyme. You know, they're pretty close, and you start to see very similar structures. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. We've been at the same mindset for a long time that we do think a, a lower low is coming. So we shall see. It doesn't mean that you probably shouldn't be if you're not in the market at all right now and you want to get in it. I, I definitely would be getting into it slowly, um, but kind of rounding off on the FOMC update and uh, the Fed and Jerome Powell today. He was basically quoted specifically as saying that there is a need for ongoing rate increases. So um, he the the 75 basis points was, again, somewhat, I think, baked into the market. But what wasn't as much baked in is the level of hawkishness he had, you know, just being interviewed afterwards. So it's and and what does that really mean that we need more rate increases well they've already said that so on one hand i'm kind of like well you know you already speculated that the overall increase would be around five percent or so or something like that but 
I mean, we like we alluded to earlier, we don't have another meeting until like February the 1st of 2023. So that leaves us in this region for a very long time without any kind of macro in the terms of U.S. economic policy necessarily changing. We have the midterms coming up here in less than a week, which we've talked about Tuesday, mm-hmm. November the 8th. Yeah. Um, which is going to be interesting. I think that'll certainly have some kind of effect on the market. But I tell you what, Ewok, I still stand with where we've been. I, I we have such a long gap now between the next FOMC meeting and to have another seventy-five point hike today. I think we could see the effects of this really start to rear their ugly heads um, over the next couple of months. And uh, I, I don't know. I still that nothing has really happened for me to not still believe in what we already have been believing. And that's that we could see new lows. We've been saying like the second half of November to Thanksgiving or maybe the whole way into Christmas or something like that. And maybe I'm just full of it. I mean, maybe it could not be until January, but yeah, it it makes sense to me that over the course of these next three months, um, we should see it. And, you know, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think, like I said, the, you know, those patterns will definitely repeat themselves uh, pretty close, and uh, we could be definitely due for a, a chop and then a drop. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I, we will have our eyes peeled, obviously, and and constantly be talking about it because that's all we've really been able to do. It's just all hinging on yeah. some of the Fed policy. But do you think we? I alluded to the midterms a moment ago, and. You know, finally, we're going to stop seeing the ads here if you're in the United States for all these stupid elections. Um, But, you know, we talked about it a bit last week. Most people overwhelmingly that are not delusional uh, do believe that the Republicans will now gain at least, I believe, the House, if not the House and the Senate. I don't think both are a lock, but at least one of them is. And um, generally, for people that like uh, good economic policy, they would look at that as a good thing or a better thing anyway, certainly. But what do you think, assuming that happens, the most probable um, the most probable outcome here with the Republicans at least taking one of them, if not both, what do you think that means short term for the market? And we've also talked about that the federal government and everything could get a little bit more loose lipped with how they define a recession and et cetera. Uh, after the election when there's not as much to gain short term? Well, you know, you got to remember that the Fed is not Republican or Democrat. They're not not, not even a voted voted position, which still baffles me um, to think that these people are just placed into these positions that can control that much of the world's economy. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's it's a crazy thought. Um, But I do think, you know, I I do think the we'll see a Republican uh, victory for a lot of um, a lot of upsets. Well, maybe they're not considered upsets, but um, I think Democrats will be slowly replaced by some Republicans. Uh, people are just tired of of the same old stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, like I said, it always starts locally. Um, as you work your way up, if you want to make change, you've got to do it. At, at the lower levels. And um, I, I think this will be step one of, of hopefully trying to get some, some bad intent out of there. Um, yeah. It, it almost feels like this is a, I hate to say it, but 
are, are you know sabotaged are they are we sabotaging ourselves here because it almost feels like it some of the choices and and decisions that have been made uh in the past two years that it just i, I shake my head <laughs> i'm like what are yeah. we doing to ourselves you know there's so many things that could have been taken care of differently uh so that we don't have these food shortages and and high gas prices and um you know the cost of lumber the, the just the, just so many things you know COVID obviously played a big part in that uh but it, how that was handled you know um Certainly, the, yeah. the, the shutdowns and the um just it goes on and on and on you know I don't want to uh, well we don't have that many viewers to get in trouble talking about it but um you well know, you know <laughs> I, I i heard a guest that was on um one of my favorite podcasts is the james altucher show um he's a really good long time investor has a lot of businesses and stuff like that but he had a guest on today that i forget his name but he uh is very well versed on a lot of these elections and was talking about in any of the states where it is a toss-up or um basically any states where they were really really locked down heavily or excessive on lockdowns michigan comes to mind they were one of the most strangely stringent ones out there and obviously california um but those are the ones where there's this like red revenge out there or i shouldn't even say that just normal people that are upset by the insane policy during the lockdown but um What's yeah, the we comment have a, we have from? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he says, let's get free TV. He says, we called it just digging into a deeper recession. We're going to see a crypto market that's never been seen before, in my own opinion. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, you know, like I said, we go back to the the thought of this is the, the first bear market that we've seen uh, with a with a more of a global recession happening. Uh, it's going to be different. Uh, how different? Mm -hmm. we, we don't know. And we can only speculate. But um I think, you know, when Richard Hart says 11K and pray, uh, the pray part means he thinks it could go even lower. Um, right. Yeah. It's a it's a hold on for dear life type thing. And uh, we'll, we'll see where it ends up. But I still think there's going to be another major event that that causes this uh, last, you know, trickle down. We, just, we don't know what it is. Uh, the Mount Gox coins haven't heard anything about those. You know, we speculated no on those 140,000 coins plus being dumped on the market. You know, you've got um, the Ross Albrecht coins that are um, out there that, you know, who knows what will happen with them. You've got um, uh, what is it? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of things. So, you know, who knows what what will play out and how. You know, maybe China will throw another regulation in on something that surprises us, uh, right. that creates FUD across the markets too. So it's just one of those. It's just one of those. We're going to have to wait and see, but we are going to see more pain for sure. Yep, I, I do agree with you. Um, but to get away from the deep dark depression of this continuing <laughs> bear market, um, let's leave people with a little bit of hope. Hopefully, over these last few minutes, anyway, and. Uh, well, maybe not actually. I was going to ask you about like updates potentially with Pulse Chain and what's going what's going on as you mentioned in the Richard Hart ecosystem. You know, it's been interesting just to talk a little bit about quickly um, some coins that have pumped and dumped here over the last couple of days. Hex, namely, is one that once again we talked about it last week. It started to front run the market and pump big time. And I'm not talking about like just one of these little mini bear market pumps. I mean, we saw it pump from. You know, it was in the three to three and a half cent range for such a long time, and it touched five cents at some point last week. Now we've retraced 
most of that, but not all. Uh, it, it did go just below four cents again, just a, by a tick earlier today. I saw. Yeah, I think we're right there right now. Yeah, we're right there right now. Um, no, this is the uh, Uniswap V two chart. Day, I think yeah. uh, this is the one day chart, but oh, okay. um, it, you're right. It did top out like five cents on the nose on this candle mm -hmm. here, um, and we've kind of trickled back down right around three. It says three point nine cents. Uh, it's been playing in that 3.94 cent range uh, for a little bit today. The, this candle hasn't gone far in one direction or another. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, wait, it's a brand new candle. Sorry. It's, it turned. Oh, yeah. That's at eight o'clock. Yeah. Started a new candle. So, yeah, this was the candle. So it ranged anywhere from 4.4 um, down to 3.9 cents. So, you yeah. know, a half a cent in either direction isn't uh, isn't too awful bad, but. Not much volume going on here either. Definitely a good time to get buy orders in for Hex if you are still getting into it. I mean, we both speculated that the bottom could be in with Hex, and it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not calling it definitively or anything like that, obviously, but to to call it about 2.8 cents or whatever it did get to at its ultimate lows, which was more of a wick-type situation, I could certainly see it being in. And, you know, just never go, not go below three, three and a half cents ever again in its history, possibly. So, um, yeah, it, it very well could be. And, it, you know, we talk about Hex decoupling, decorrelating a little bit from the rest of the crypto market. And I do wonder if this recent huge pump up, which, again, it's retraced, but that's just natural. Um, it hasn't retraced the whole way or anything. I do wonder could it be a sign of things to come for the rest of the market? And maybe we do have that short-term bullish price action also coming off of this FOMC news that most people expected. And, you know, once again, I know we're back in the same stupid conversation I wanted to get out of a minute ago, but um, well, could it, could that be a scenario? Well, let's, let's change the scenario a little bit, you know, with Hex, especially uh, what if Pulse Chain does get a version three here, test net, in right. the next couple of days that's bullish as hell um, yeah. and I, I think that could continue the decoupling uh and we could definitely see it pump because of that i mean super bullish news you've got a pretty substantial size community uh that would be pretty damn pumped up about that uh, right. i could see a lot of of dry powder on the side going in knowing that we're close because guess what you're going to get that free copy so right. Um, I think I think that could be super bullish. Um, I think that could also, you know, play a big part in, you know, like we said, the decoupling away from the rest of the markets. Um, and once the rest of crypto sees that, that, hey, these guys are pumping and we're going down, you know, it could also add another, you know, substantial amount of new customers that come in and say, yeah, we know what's happening here. Let's uh, let's kind of jump on board and see how it goes this cycle. Hopefully, the the gatekeeping slows down a little bit for us, and um, you know, it, it yeah. takes it takes a while for that to happen. So, I think this is a, a, a good start. But I, I I do think you know I I think we're getting close. We've we've got to be getting close. Um, but then again, been saying that for how long now? Let me ask you this, because you just talked about if there, um, which supposedly soon there will be a version three of the test net for Pulse Chain. And it's already been confirmed that there is going to be a, a version three. Yeah. But let me ask you about these two scenarios. One is 
more mild than the other. But again, we want to have a little bit of fun as we send this thing off the air here tonight and not be so depressing. But um, let's do say that the V3 date is announced or whatever. How bullish do you think that would be? What What do you think we would see um, in terms of percentage moves and how high Hex could get in the short term just based off of just that, just a simple um, test? Um, I think the news alone of that and... Uh, and if there was a date or long, you know, or a time frame um, announced, we could easily get to ten cents pretty quickly. Mm. There is I not. I don't think there's a whole lot of. Whoops, um, where are we at here with this? So on um, on V two, there's only ten million hex for sale. Um, mm. So it doesn't take much to pump the price. You know, um, and that's just one market, obviously, just one exchange and its liquidity. I know there's a little bit less. There's probably 50 or 60 um, million on uh, V3. But again, um, several hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars can can easily raise the price five, six cents pretty yeah. quickly. Uh, wouldn't take a whole lot, I don't think. So, yeah, I mean, we could top out knowing that and then it would play into that if, if things were going well and there didn't seem to be any issues um I, I think we could hit 15 20 cents pretty easily uh before pulse chain launch um now you, you know then then you get into the whole discussion of well what will it be uh how quickly do you think it will gain parity once pulse chain launches uh from there you know um could be interesting we'll see how the liquidity is done on that side and how tightly knit they kind of move together it's going to be fun it's going to be a neat experiment to see and watch um how the the coin prices uh from the eth hex to the the pulse hex how they how they move together and uh um if they you know achieve parity we'll see it's it's going to be interesting i think I am dying for it to happen. I mean, I, I've been patient, but could you could you just not even just that, but like just really anything to happen in this bear market to make things interesting? But that would be talk about a distraction. I mean, like I, I'd forget about the rest of the market almost entirely for a while if that really began to happen. Like yeah. if we started to get concrete news, it'd be so fun to be paying attention to that for a while. And th that was going to bring me to my other question. I know it isn't coming around the corner or anything, but if, and when not, if when pulse chain is announced actually. Okay. Now we don't know what that window would be. I know you've speculated. It might be more like a one or two day type thing, not a weeks long thing. Um, you mean what heads up wise? Yes. Yeah. When we'd have notice. Yeah. Yeah. I think there'll be a block window, um, a block height, a certain number that they'll they'll base it on and we'll probably get 24 to 48 hours heads up okay when that happens now that doesn't leave a lot of time for hex price to pump but that was my question is what kind of percentage pump or to what amount do you think we'd go to when pulse change officially announced because my god i mean the anticipation from so many people i just yeah well i think we see well like i said i think the announcement of v3 could send mm -hmm. us from <clears throat> this four cent range up to 10 to 15 
Um, and then that extra announcement of this is the block height. I think you'll see it. it you know, we could get up to a quarter. Mm-hmm. We've been there before, so it's nothing new. It's not like we're you know breaking yeah. all time highs or anything like that. Um, I just think the positive sentiment of it would would definitely push it. Um, now, how many people will dump their coins in favor of? Well, I'm going to dump them over here in order to buy them on Pulse at a much cheaper rate. How many people are going to play that game? Which, man, I hope they don't. I, oh, people uh, are definitely going. But to. they're going okay. to. Uh, there's degenerate people everywhere um, that will just not be content with taking the free copy uh, and letting it play out the way it should. It, it, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Um, but I think one candle could easily send it several cents. Uh, it doesn't I take much. So. You know, we've seen it before. When the God Whale bought it, it went. You know, one purchase, uh, a million bucks would 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 do wonders for our chart right now. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're dead on. Yeah, I think um, I I can't wait for something really tangible to happen because I think it's just going to have such a huge impact. And yeah. I mean, at this point, do you think how much do you think there is still like? really uh important work for security that's happening for the pulse chain versus richard wanting it to be you know just steadfastly believing that there's going to be new lows well and really wanting to time it yeah i think he definitely wants to time it but um he also knows that the longer you delay it the longer the the, just the the bad juju of, of people and the you know the, the little more people talk scam 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 right. um, I, I know he wants to get it launched um you know as far as is he is he are they really developing or are they actually t- trying to time it I would say it's still not done yet um, again I think you know, they want to make some changes so that it's just not a clone of, of Ethereum. You know, they want to have some of their own features. There is the coin burn. Um, so it's deflationary, which does not happen in Ethereum. So they've got to get that right. Um, there's the other um, aspect of, of trying to speed up the blocks a little bit um, to, to play with those numbers. Um, it's not going to be much, probably a second or two, maybe we'll get extra. Um, but that way you can say, we burn more. We burn more of the fees. Uh, our block size is faster, um, and, and he can still stand by some of those things that he said earlier. Um, so, you know, and you got to get your validator set right as well. So, well, let me mention this. Changed. Let me mention this. I don't know if you have uh, Richard Hart uh, tweet notifications on, but just 13 minutes ago, as we've been talking, he literally just tweeted out. Pulse chain update. A and B teams are competing to release first, which I think we've already kind of known. Uh, development is going fine. PulseX has been fine for a long time. Yep, that is the tweet. So yep, we did know they were competing. Um, he's right. got group kind of group one, group two um, going. I didn't, I didn't get the, I, I didn't see that tweet or. You know, my phone is obviously muted while we're streaming, but and you call um, yourself a Richard Hart Maxi, but well, you know, not even paying attention to the guy's tweets. I man. know, I but, know. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I people are reacting to it quickly here. Um, but yeah, I think we've known the A and B thing. I think more than anything, people and I, I would include myself in this. I'm kind of happy that he even tweeted this. 
Um, yeah. You know, because he just hasn't really been talking too much. About well, people it. need news. They want to hear something. And, and you know, that's one of the complaints that I have heard was Richard doesn't even give us updates anymore. He used to stream at least two yeah. or three times a month. We would get a four-hour live stream. Um, but as, you know, we do it once a week, right? And, mm-hmm. and you run out of things to talk to other than we just sit here and talk about the same old shit. He right. doesn't want to do that. <laughs> You know, well, not only that, but how many times, you know, he the, the meme of hex of four more weeks and everything. He doesn't yeah. want to go through all that garbage again. And it's like, if there's nothing to say, say nothing. You yep. know, and, and we're not going to get a date. I mean, he's flat out no. said that I'm not giving you guys another date because of the way uh, it was handled the last time when it, we didn't meet our deadline. Um, and he said, I essentially got crucified over it because, you know. It because stuff is hard and and we didn't get it out in time. Um, you know that why that happened, right? The the one main developer went on vacation. Uh, another ve- developer had said, "Oh yeah, we're close. This will be about done." And then the guy got back from vacation. He said, "We're not even close. There's too Whoa, much, too many bugs." That. So that was what happened to cause the the first update to be so incredibly wrong. Um, wow. Was the the main developer went on vacation? So. Wow. You know what this phenomenon is really starting to remind me of? And you'll find this amusing because as you know, I'm a, my, my favorite band of all time is the rock band, progressive rock band tool. Tool. And um, they had a 13 year gap between their last two albums. And um, you know, tool fans are a serious bunch. It's somewhat cultish. And uh you know, 13 years between two albums was crazy. And uh, Maynard, the vocalist, every now and then would, they, they never want to re- provide any kind of updates. And people were so pissed off. I mean, imagine, you know, Pulse is one thing. It's been, what, a, a year now or whatever, yeah. but 13 years of people waiting for something. And every now and then Maynard would just tweet like a little nugget like this. <laughs> and it would get, I mean, people would just go insane. And this is reminding me of that so much. It's given me a little bit of PTSD from those times. Yeah. Now the album's officially out, thank God, for the last few years. But yeah, it's it's reminding me of that a little bit. People are so starved for this. And I, I, I like seeing this. I mean, I know that he didn't tweet anything revolutionary necessarily, but just the fact right. that he gave a small update he and gave people are really reacting. Yep. You, know? you know, Miguel um, Dollar Cost Crypto gave a, mm-hmm. a nice analogy. I'm sure you probably heard it the other day. Um, I forget when he even said it, but he said that, you know, if you look at this like a, uh, a VC investment, um, most mm-hmm. of those, you know, you get the early seed round investor, uh, the software is not done, so you're probably waiting a year or so. Um, and then once it does launch, your coins are usually locked up for another year before you can even touch them. Right. Um, so he's like, that's by, been my mentality all along. Um, and, and then once it does launch, then you, you still want to hold it if you want to make profits. You can't just dump it right away. That's that's a terrible uh, decision. If, if you have faith in it, why invest in the first place? Uh, so you want to see the investment play out to fruition. Um, he said, you know, you're looking at a three-year timetable before you can even take any kind of profits on it. Uh, so that's the way he's been viewing it. Now, I understand uh, people did invest way more than they probably should have or sacrificed more than they should have um, into this uh, and for the wrong reasons because they, they, you know, wanted to make a quick flip. But 
Right. Um, it, it, but anyway, what I was saying is, it, you know, if you go with his uh, views on it, it makes a lot more sense as an investor uh, type person to let it play out and give it that time frame. Um, knowing that going in would have been probably way more helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it, it, if a lot of people spoke up and said, hey, don't expect to get anything for three years. Um, yeah, but you're dead on and Miguel is dead on with that. It, you should be looking at it like a VC investment. Like, I mean, I know you did. I know I did. I know anybody sensible I know that did sacrifice for Pulse looked at it just like I may never see this again. And that yeah. is how you should have looked at it. And if you didn't look at it that way and you aped in as if you were like buying a coin on the market right now, I think you just did it wrong. You should yeah. not have done that. It's, you know, and I'm not even saying this hindsight, you know, 2020. I mean, I would have said this back during the sacrifice phases. I mean, you should be looking at it. I mean, I had to convince myself to put in even a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like I was more arguing with myself, like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I went too short. You know what I mean? Whereas other people like couldn't put in enough. Yeah. And I don't think that that was the way to look at that. And it sh you should have looked, I think Miguel is just dead on. I think you should have looked at it like a VC opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, I probably it, 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 myself, I had some friends also invested. I, you know, had spread the word and um, talked to they made the investment, too. And, you know, every time they asked me for an update, I'm like, still nothing. Uh, I said, but right. don't worry, you know, it's coming. Just be patient. Uh, you, you know, these things take time and it, it, it'll all work out for, you know, the best here down the road. So uh, that's all you can really say. Right. And in the meantime, just, you know, protect that wallet, uh, yeah. you know, protect, yeah, protect that seed phrase, words. don't forget yep. about it, um, you know, and get ready to to get your coins uh, if, if, if we get them eventually. Um, so when we get them, when we get them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think we we carried a lot more than we thought we would there. A lot, I, I enjoy leaving off with some nice speculation talk and some positive vibes. It's interesting that Richard put out that tweet. Yeah, right he knew we were point. he knew we were streaming. He had to give us something to end on yes, a good note, I, you know. That's clearly what he was doing. I, I agree with you, and I'll thank him here. Well, I don't think I can respond to his tweets, but maybe you can. Yeah. I um. So yeah. Um. Interesting stuff. We got the seventy-five point hike. You know, we think we're going to see new lows here over the next few weeks or months. Uh, we're not going to see any economic stuff until February the first of two thousand twenty-three. A lot is going to happen between now and then, though, otherwise, in this market, I believe, even though we haven't had a lot happening. But we will be here all along the way, every single Wednesday with you. Um, Ewok, is there anything else you want to leave the viewers and or listeners with this evening? No, man, not just touch on what I, one of the things I said earlier. I, I, you know, I know it can get depressing. Uh, be positive. Be thankful. Uh, we're almost there. <laughs> Hang tight. Yeah. You know, we'll get there eventually. Um, and you know, the, one of the, the things that I did forget to mention is the, the probably the biggest thing that I did learn during that whole bear to bear downturn, uh, was patience. Um, mm -hmm. you just have to have patience and, and without that, you know, it does get a little stressful. So like I said, hang in there, remain thankful and, uh, be positive as you can. Get outside, read some good books. There's a lot of books about about that type of thing, and um, yeah, you know, just 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 hang in there. We're almost there. A big thing for me has always been trying to practice stoicism and things like that as well, which I think, especially for guys, is a really important thing to um, 
look into because, you know, we do have kind of an anger tendency as men, you know, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. though people would rather not have you believe it, there is a huge problem with depression and uh, people kind of um, taking the early exit in terms of uh, men, more so men these days. And yeah, I think it's really important to not neglect those feelings and whatever it is for you. Like everybody's different. You just express your ways. I've always been somebody who's been into audio journaling and going for walks and stuff. And, you know, it's a big thing. Like it's not necessarily going to completely give you a mental shift and you're going to feel on cloud nine after it. But so a practice that I get into, I think I said that's one of my recent videos too on the Broke Boy Crypto YouTube channel is um, realizing really taking note that if I go for a walk and journal for a little bit, even if I only feel like nominally better, realizing that change, even yeah. if it's just a little bit, because man, it's valuable for anybody who's ever been in therapy or anything. It, I, I have felt like downright euphoric in therapy sessions before when I got done, just because yeah. like you get your feelings validated, they're all up in your head and they're all gray and you can't sort them out. And you, it's just you on this continuous, you know, crappy feedback loop and you have to get them out there. And I know like even you and I, you know, in some of our fireside chats, it's good to do that because, you know, in crypto, you're not going to have a lot of other like real life, like-minded people. No, around. Hard to find. Yeah. exactly. So I think it's important to have that. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, setting very small goals um, are actually a bigger goal, but breaking it down into smaller increments, um, mm -hmm. you'll be surprised how quickly you get to that goal when you break it down into smaller, uh, easier manageable tasks and just keep going. If you stay consistent with it, um, you hit those small goals over and over and over. The next thing you know, you're at your major goal um, mm -hmm. and it was a piece of cake. <laughs> So yeah. th those those small goals are, are super important to, uh, you know, to your livelihood as well and, and staying positive. So 100 percent. Right. Yeah. What's that phrase? Um, you, you People underrate what they can do. I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but within a shorter amount of time, but or overrate what they can do in a short amount of time, but underrate what they can do in a little bit longer of a period of time. Like five years is insane yeah. what you yeah. can accomplish in this world right now. Oh, yeah. So. But uh, all right. Well, hey, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate everybody for listening. Ewok, tell them where they can find you. Uh, Crypto Ewok, uh, Twitter, YouTube, just about everywhere uh, that you can find me. I'll be there. Yep. And I am at Broke Boy, B-O-I Crypto on YouTube and Twitter. I'm going to have some more very sweet videos here coming out soon. We got I have actually stuff scheduled out most of this month. So it's going to be... Um, a lot, a lot of interesting stuff coming down the pike, but we do appreciate everybody listening yeah. and watching this evening. Yeah. And Give us a will... like and a follow and uh, absolutely you know, post sub a couple comments. The... Yeah. Yeah. Sub to the podcast on your preferred platform. We appreciate you guys listening. Sub to the channel as well. We very much appreciate it. And we will catch you next Wednesday right here on the Creed of Crypto Podcast. <laughs>